Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I am your host, Brett Hill, and today we have a great message for you titled, God Hasn't Changed. That title is, God Hasn't Changed. It's coming out of the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. So if you don't have your Bibles, pause your podcast, run back and get your Bible, and come back and join us. John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14, God Hasn't Changed. I'm reading out of the King James Version today, starting with verse 1 in John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto the Lord, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how saith thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake." Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do." that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Church, this passage of Scripture is still just as relevant today in God's church as it ever has been. The world that we live in, the times that we are facing, all the times that the world is trying to destroy God's name and take down the power of the Word of God, even to this day, God's Word still stands strong and just as powerful as it always has been, Jesus Christ and His Word can be trusted. His words are still truth to this day. He has gone away to prepare a place for His faithful believers that live and trust and follow him. He is the visible likeness of the invisible father and the works that he has done and continues to do still comes from his father in heaven. Many churches today don't believe in the signs of God's presence anymore. They don't believe that God does these signs anymore. They don't believe in miracles. They don't believe in healings. Well, I'm here to tell you today, church, that God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did back in the time of Jesus and the disciples, he's still doing it now. The things that he was doing through Jesus 2,000 years ago, he's still doing through Jesus this very day as he walks in you, as he works in you, as his spirit is alive and well and operating through those who believe and trust in him. And he's still going out of his way to be certain that we know this. 
Now, I want to tell you something today. When, when I was growing up as a kid, I didn't get too many passes at my wrongdoings. My father, he was always there to be certain that I remembered how to act right, if you know what I mean. He had a way of letting me know that he too was also the same yesterday and today and forever, and he was never going to change. And not only was he consistent in his discipline, but he was also consistent in letting me know how I was supposed to live and how I was supposed to act and conduct myself and to present myself around other people. He made sure that his desire for my life was carried out, and guess what? As time passed and cultures changed, as I grew older, and the time, that part of him never changed a bit either. I found out that the things that he liked and disliked when I was a little kid were still the same things that he liked and disliked when I got over. That never changed at all, and his purpose for that was to be certain that I never strayed off from the path that he wanted me to be on, that I stayed on that straight and narrow path that he knew that he wanted me to live by and follow the instructions he let out for me. I want to tell you today, he was always around reminding me and encouraging me to live the way that he was teaching me to live. Now, why am I saying all of this? Why do I bring it up and why is it so important to us? Because God the Father doesn't want us straying from the path that he set forth for us either. Many think that this passage of scripture just pertains to living right and not sinning. And others even argue that they don't even have to live right anymore because Jesus did it all at the cross and there's no repenting even needed anymore. But the point that I'm trying to get across to you today is that God the Father wants us to recognize the fullness of him in Jesus Christ and he wants us to let the fullness of Christ be recognized in us and living in us and being fulfilled through us in the name of Jesus. Now, as I said earlier, many folk don't believe God does the same things now that he did in Jesus' day with his disciples. Many churches, many church folk, and they don't think that signs and wonders exist anymore. However, others live just for the signs, just to look for a sign because they won't believe that God is operating in your church unless they see one. They won't believe that you're a real preacher, a real man or woman of God unless they see a sign. But many don't believe that the Holy Spirit moves in and through the people of God anymore. And this is a harsh reality as to why so many people won't go to church anymore and why you don't see God working in those people's lives. Now, John 14 says that these things I have done, you also will do. This is Jesus Christ speaking. It's words written in red in the book of John chapter 14. He says, these things I have done, you will also do, and even greater things will you also do. And for some reason, people seem to believe that this statement, this passage of scripture, just like the one found in Matthew 28 and 19, both of them have died out and was only for those folks that Jesus was speaking to and maybe only just for his disciples. Their thoughts are something like this. We don't go out and, and preach the gospel. We've got a preacher for that. Signs and wonders, they, they were something that only Jesus did. Maybe a couple of his disciples healed some folks, but God don't do those things in church anymore. Oh, church, I'm here to tell you today that God meant what he said. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, and not only is he still doing these miracles in his church, he expects to see them in his church. There is 
There's no excuse. His word demands that his church function in the fullness of his word and the fullness of his promises so that the people around his church can see the greatness of the almighty God operating through his believers. He also told us that he would stick around with us to be sure that we're living that fullness of what he intended us to live up to in his word. So not only did he write his words in the volume of a book, he sent his words in the wholeness of his son, Jesus Christ. His son lived his words in the completeness of his father's expectations and he lived those examples. He taught those examples. He demonstrated the father's power through the miracles of healings and and he went and when the son went away and and ascended up into the heaven, he sent his spirit to live God's word through us when the day of Pentecost has come. He sent the spirit to give us the power to carry out our heavenly father's wishes for our lives while we were here walking on this earth to give us the same power that operated through Jesus as he demonstrated his father's power and he will finish what he started in us, his glorious church. Can I get an amen from somebody out there on podcast world? He wants us to cooperate and to carry out in the same power and authority that Jesus Christ operated in so that the captives can go set free, so that the sinner can find righteousness, so that we can find forgiveness through the name, the only name, Jesus Christ. Now you ask the question, is he still alive in his church? Well, he is in this one. He is in our church, and I'm telling you, does he still provide signs and wonders? Absolutely he does. He does in our church. We see him all the time working. Does he still want us to go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in? He still expects it in this church, in my church, in your church, in every church out there. That's a mandate. There's no exception to that. Why? Because he's still the father, and he's still making sure that his children are growing into the people that he wants them to be. He's still sticking around in those who believe in him and trust in him so that he can help them accomplish the mandate that he set out in his precious word of God that he left for every believer to operate by. Now, you may say, Pastor, I don't know what to say to people. What what should I say to folks to to tell them about Jesus? Well, I want to tell you what you should tell them. You should tell them the same thing that Jesus told that messenger that came from that prison that that was sent by John the Baptist. You, You tell them that the gospel is being preached. The truth is being heard. Signs are being followed. Healings are taking place. Souls are coming to Christ. You tell them what you've seen. Tell them that God is moving in the house of God. You tell them that the Spirit of God resides in his house still. You tell them that the gospel of Jesus Christ is still being preached with no sugar added and no just add water recipes of the word will be found around the word of God. You tell them that God's anointing is still stirring up the faith in his people and and you can tell them that you read the whole Bible. If you're part of a church out there that's a full gospel believing, you make sure that people know that. You make sure that you let people hear that. You tell people that men and women are going to the altar even if they're already saved because the altars are just not for sinners. They're for everybody to experience the power and the anointing of God. So you can tell people that sins are being forgiven. Saints are given power. Hearts and minds are being regenerated. You tell them that God has exalted Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son above all other names and Jesus is the name, the only name that causes all these things to happen and they too can experience God's presence 
presence if they so desire. And you can also tell them that the homosexual, the transgender folks are welcome at your church. Tell them that you love them. Tell them you, you don't like the lifestyle they live, but you tell them you love them. But you need to let them know that your pastor, especially this one, is going to preach the gospel and they're going to hear the truth about their messed up, perverted way of living and thinking. And they'll hear that we do love them, but we don't love their lifestyle. And they'll probably get offended or they'll get regenerated and born into the kingdom of God. Praise God. And we pray that it's the latter. But they're going to find out that the rainbow is a sign of God's promise too and not a symbol of a reprobate, perverted lifestyle. Oh, come on, saints of God. You you tell these people that Jesus Christ is glorified in the house of God and he can be found in the altar still if they want to find freedom. Jesus is right there when you fall on your knees. You can find him at the altars of God still. He's not changed. He's still the same. Jesus Christ is and always will be the King of kings and Lord of lords. And that's what you tell people when you go out into the world. You tell them that God hasn't changed. He hasn't changed from the very day that he breathed the first breath into Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And he won't change to the very day that he takes the last person into glory. I want to tell you today that he is the same yesterday and today to forever. He is never going to change. He's always going to stand on his word and his word says that this world that we live in, heaven and earth will pass away. It's all going away. It's going to burn. We're not going to see it the same way at one of these days. He's going to pass it away. He's going to do away with it and he's going to regenerate this earth and turn it back into what he wants it to be. But one thing that will never pass away, it's the word of God. It's the very breath that came out of his mouth and that the prophets wrote down in writing and put it in the volume of a book called the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's never going to pass away and you can bet your bottom dollar that you can stand on what Jesus says. You can operate on what he promised you and if it's in that book you can stand on it because it's going to come true in your life if you believe the word of God. He hasn't changed church and, and he's not going to. Praise God. You can tell people everywhere. You can let them know it. And listen, if you're not in a church where signs and wonders are taking place, if you're not in a place, you're not going to a church where healings are taking place, where the word of God is being preached, you need to find you another church. You hightail it out that back door and you get somewhere where the gospel's being preached. You go somewhere where you can feel the presence of God and where you know his anointing is on the people in that house. Don't you stick around in some dry, dead place where it feels like a dead business meeting. God don't want that in his house. He's coming after some people that's happy about him, that's giving and praising and glorifying his holy name. And you need to be in a place where that's going on. Let the word of God rub off on you. Let some praise rub off on you. Let your mouth turn loose some words that you don't have a, have a clue what's coming out of your mouth. It's the glory of God. Let your body do some things that it ain't used to doing. Let your feet take some steps that it ain't never took before. Let your hands wave over your head and, and praise your God because of what he's done in your life. Amen. Man, you need to make sure that you are doing what God asked you to do. He told us that he created us for his glory, for his praise, and, and for his honor. He, we're not here to satisfy ourselves, and we're not here to satisfy a man. And, and if you're living your life, if you're following your life because some man told you to, or, or some job is number one in your life, I want to tell you something. When that trumpet sounds on those clouds of glory, you're still going to be standing here
here trying to satisfy that boss man when all the saints of God are gone and you're going to be fooled by yourself but a harsh reality is going to set in on you that I have missed it because I focused on the wrong thing. God hasn't changed when he wrote it in stone. He said thou shalt have no other gods before me and that's exactly what he meant and he don't want you to put a job before him, to put money before him, to put your house before him or your car or your wife or your kids or your husband. Nothing should come before the King of kings and Lord of lords in your life. You need to make sure that you are living for Jesus Christ first and foremost throughout everything in your life with every bone of your body and every fiber of your being. You need to praise God for who he is. Now I want to tell you something, church. The world will try to tell you that there's many versions of Jesus Christ. The world will try to tell you that there's plenty of ways to get to heaven. But Jesus Christ just told you in the passage we opened up with in John 14, he said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man will come to the Father except through me. There's nobody else going to do it for you. There's no other puzzle piece you can put together. There's no good works that you can do that will get you into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ is your only way, and if you have not received him, you you are not going to make it into heaven. You're not going to see the glory of the Father. You're not going to walk those streets of gold. And if your loved ones have gone on before you, you can hang it up. They are gone forever and you will never see them if they are sitting in heaven unless you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in your heart today. That is the only way. And there is no sense in anybody arguing that fact. There's no sense in you taking a chance with eternity by saying that Buddha or Mohammed or any other way will get you into heaven. I would dare to think that I would be such a fool in my heart to say that I'm going to take a chance on my last breath and enter into eternity thinking that because somebody else told me that there was many ways to get into heaven and I believed it so much that I would take my last breath on this earth and step into eternity believing what somebody else said. I want to tell you today, church, that Jesus Christ is the only way to get to heaven. He put it in writing. He came in a volume of a book. He spoke what he said. He said things way before they ever happened and he said I tell you these things now so that when they do happen you will believe that I am he who the Father sent. You can trust Jesus Christ and he really is the same yesterday today and forever. So let me ask you something today. As you're tuned into this podcast as you are, you may have stumbled over it thinking what in the world is holding fast to faith? I, I need to look at this podcast and find out what's really going on here and you've stumbled across this today and you just happen to be locked in and listen to every word this preacher has said to you today, I want to tell you, if you have not received Jesus Christ and you feel that unction down inside of your spirit, you feel them chill bumps, your heart racing, you feel those little hairs standing up on the back of your neck, that's the Spirit of God speaking to you and saying, listen to what this preacher is saying because he's telling you the truth. You need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ today and I want to pray with you today. I want to ask you to receive Jesus Christ into your heart, just like every nerve in your body is telling you you need to do right now. So I want you to pray this prayer. Bow your head and say, Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God. And I know that I am a sinner and I cannot do anything without you. I surrender my life to you. I ask you to come into my heart, become my King, become my Lord and my Savior. Walk me through this world the way that you want me to walk. Teach me the way that you want me to walk, Lord Jesus. I make you my King. I make you my Master. I receive you through faith right now. And I believe right now 
according to your word, that I am saved because of faith in you. Amen. Friend, I want to tell you today, if you have prayed that prayer of faith, that you have received Jesus Christ, the scripture says that your old man, that old person you used to be, that vile sinner is dead and gone and you've been made a new creature in Christ and all heaven is rejoicing because of the choice you have made today. So I want to rejoice with you. Please send us an email. Hit us up on Facebook or some of those uh, social media sites out there that you can find us on. Just search us, Holding Fast to Faith, and you will find us or you can email us at holdingfasttofaith@outlook.com. The reason why I want you to is I'm not going to ask you for money. You're never going to hear me ask for money on this program because it's absolutely free. Jesus said freely you have received, freely you will give, and I, I just want to be able to celebrate with you. I, I want to celebrate your new life with Jesus Christ with you and, and talk to you and build a relationship to help you build a relationship with a Savior that you've asked to come in your life. So again, that email address is holding fast to faith at outlook.com so you can reach us, send us a message and let us know that you've made that choice to make Jesus Christ your Lord of all. And and again, I want to tell you, God has not changed with culture and he never will. Whatever he was 2,000 years ago, you can believe that he's just like that today. He's faithful, he's just, and he will be a friend that sticks closer than a brother and he will never leave you nor forsake you. God bless you and thank you for tuning in with us today and I hope to see you on the next one.